You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. I woke up the other morning and I saw the word impeachment and I thought I must be really scrolling through an American website looking at Donald Trump or some old Clinton story. But no, it was a South African story and it was to do with the president of the Republic of South Africa, whose name is Cyril Ramaphosa. I'm not going to go on anymore because uh, Katie Katapodis, journalist in South Africa who knows much more about it, is going to explain it from soup to nuts, in other words, from beginning to end. Katie, what on earth has happened, please? And start right from the beginning, please. Well, Lindsay, it's so interesting that you say you woke up and you were scrolling through the websites and you saw the word impeachment. Because interestingly enough, South Africa's constitution does not actually make a provision for impeachment. In fact, what it makes provision for is a recall of a sitting president. So I think this American terminology has somehow crept into the media here. And we're trying very hard, at least, you know, I am to to, to try and change it to recall, because essentially that could be one of the options that is facing the embattled President Cyril Ramaphosa. So if we're to start from the very, very beginning, it was about six months ago, Lindsay, that a man by the name of Arthur Fraser, closely, closely aligned to former President Jacob Zuma, uh-huh. went and filed charges against the sitting President Cyril Ramaphosa. And this was around concealing an event which happened at his Pala Pala farm, which is some distance away from Johannesburg, about two hours away from Johannesburg, in a robbery that happened in 2020. Now, the allegation was that the president concealed this robbery, but that it was of such a dramatic nature that it did need to come out. And essentially, the allegation is that uh, the president or his staff had millions of dollars in cash stuffed into couches in the home and under mattresses in the home, and that this was stolen in a robbery. Casey, before you you go on, I mean, Cyril Ramaphosa is um, a businessman of some note. He's made himself, in rand terms anyway, a a large sum of money. He's, He's a billionaire in rand terms, as I said. But I find it all so fanciful. I cannot believe that someone of that intelligence, who's the president of a a, a very prominent country, not only in Africa, but in, in the world, it's a G20 nation, would stuff money in sofas. It's just, it's just too bizarre for, for, my, for my brain. Well, you know, Lindsay, the president has denied any wrongdoing. And in fact, what happened was the, the, the most recent escalation of this issue is that the, the panel that got together to investigate this report pronounced on Wednesday evening, quite late on Wednesday night, that in fact it does appear that the president had broken the law and potentially violated the constitution. Since then, South Africa has been like a fast moving train. You can barely keep up with the latest political uh, developments um, with with suggestions and strong inferences that the president was going to resign yesterday. In fact, major news organizations were reporting that his resignation is imminent and that he was, quote unquote, determined to resign. His spokesperson went on radio and said the president was to address the nation. Very vague about the time. He didn't give an exact time. But then, of course, this fueled the speculation as to why the president would be addressing the nation if he were not going to announce that he was stepping down as president. I would think that he would. No, I, I would think he would stand up and say, 
Yes, I understand. I understand these rumours that have been circling, but uh, I have nothing to do with this. I have no knowledge of this, and I'm still the president of South Africa, and therefore he would calm down his supporters and also calm down financial markets. And that was my main... Yeah, go on. I'm so pleased that you mentioned the financial markets because the rand tumbled yesterday just on the speculation that the president may in fact resign. Uh, Come 7 o'clock last night, the president's spokesperson, a man by the name of Vincent Maguena, took to the podium, national TV stations broadcast it live, and basically said, no, the president is not going to address the nation. Yes, there will be an imminent announcement. He used those words specifically, but he didn't say as to when. He also did confirm that the president is considering every single one of his options and wants to do what is, quote, in the best interests of South Africa. Now, Mm. Lindsay, depending on who you speak to, the best interests of South Africa could either mean a resignation or sitting tight and staying in office. All of this, by the way, comes a mere two weeks before the ruling party, the ANC, goes to its election conference. On the 16th of December, they go to an elective conference where they will elect leaders of the party. So this is no coincidence, Katie. This is no coincidence at all. Uh, There are wheels within political wheels here. And clearly, former President Zuma exerts an influence still to this day. Well, it's certainly not a coincidence. And these political machinations can all, um, uh, or rather the political machinations that we're seeing, all lead to Nasrik. And this, one would say, is very much about what is going to play out at the elective conference come December the 16th. So this is where we are at the moment. Reports this morning suggesting that actually the president is now reconsidering because he's been advised by those uh, advising him that he must fight, 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 and that he must hang on tight. A special AEC meeting has been called. That is scheduled to begin 2 o'clock South African time Friday afternoon, and it's likely to continue uh, this afternoon through the evening and possibly even tomorrow, maybe even Sunday morning, depending on the toing and froing that happens behind those closed doors. So, of course, South Africans holding their breaths, waiting to see exactly what is going to emerge out of this NEC and what the implications are likely to be, um, because these have got massive implications. Yes, we are talking about the ruling party, but ultimately, we're, all talk- we're also talking about the President of the Republic, and, and that does have implications uh, for financial markets and particularly the currency as well. The currency, the rand, was not happy yesterday. It's regained a little bit of its losses today, but it was very unhappy yesterday at thoughts that Sul Ramaphosa may in fact step down. In fact, uh, the rand nearly went to, um, it was very close to 18 uh, to the US dollar yesterday. It's currently in the 1730s. So it really has regained a lot. The bond market also, the bond market is an indication of people that are willing to lend money to South Africa. The, the bond market blew out at the same time that the rand did. As as you say, it has calmed down. But this NEC meeting, and that means National Executive Committee, as far as I know, uh, is it an extraordinary meeting that has been uh, convened or is going to be convened in the next hour or two? Or is this just a normal NEC meeting that was scheduled? No, this isn't a normal meeting. This is a special meeting that's been called. Originally, it was going to take place yesterday and it was then postponed to today. But it is unusual for the NEC to be meeting now and it is a special meeting which has been called. 
Very, very interesting. Now then, who holds the, the, the sway here? Is it the Zuma loyalists or is it the ANC, the, the, the members of the African National Congress that support the current sitting president? What is your opinion? Well, you know, Lindsay, I think it all depends on what happens within that NEC. The current speculation at the moment is that the sitting president, Sroa Maposa, may in fact have the majority of the NEC on its on, on, on his side, but we know that it is a fractured party and that he will be, he was scheduled to go head to head with Zwelim Kize, the former health minister of South Africa, for the position of ANC president at the elective conference. So there are absolutely divisions within the NEC. In fact, a very senior member of the NEC just recently went on record as saying this is the weakest NEC that the ANC has ever seen. So I think there's going to be a lot of fun and games, a lot of tension within that uh, within that meeting when it uh, when it gets underway this afternoon. This has manifold consequences for the Republic of South Africa, for, for your country, not only economically, but socioeconomically as well. And also, you know, potential civil unrest between Zuma supporters, and I keep on bringing up his name, but he, as, as I've said, I've indicated, and it's my opinion, not maybe yours, but he still exerts an influence of Ramaphosa supporters, and it could fracture the ruling party, Katie. It could fracture it, and there's no other party that can really say, right, like in the UK, for example, the Conservative Party in tatters, the Labour Party comes in. You haven't got that in South Africa. Lindsay, I'm not going to go as far as say civil unrest. I don't believe that that's a possibility now. Perhaps I'm being overly positive or naive, some may say, but I do not believe that that is likely or something that, that we should fear as South Africans at the moment. This is also, remember, not the first time a South African president has been recalled. And you'll recall it's actually this would be, should it happen, the third time South Africans have been through this. Mm. We saw the exact same thing happen to former presidents Thabo Mbeki and Jacob Zuma. Um, but will there be implications? Does it have far-reaching, uh, does it have a far-reaching impact? Most certainly. No country wants a, a level of uncertainty, of political uncertainty. We know that the seat of power sits at the union buildings. You don't necessarily want to have a dramatic and um, a dramatic change prior to an election. South Africans are only going to the to elections to the polls in 2024, although they have been calls from one opposition party in particular to, to say we should call an early election. The likelihood of that mm. happening, well, is unlikely. Okay, let's talk about uh, a very important point now. Should um, President Ramaphosa sit down in front of the nation and the NEC and say, okay, yes, I'm, I'm resigning, I'm, I'm stepping down, I have transgressed. Um, is there a natural successor? I can't see anyone. Well, the way things look at the moment, there would be an acting president until the party goes to conference, to elective conference in two weeks from now. So if this were to be the case, and of course, analysts now saying it could actually still be very unlikely, if it would be the case, we would see an acting president. We know that David Mabuza is the country's deputy president. The question then becomes is would he be acting for that two week, for that 14 day period? Um, and as, as uh, the party goes into its elective conference on the 16th of December, December and a leader is elected, that would then be the president of the country going forward. Not immediately, of course, and there is a process, there is a legal process. There are many, many steps, constitutional steps, legal steps, parliamentary steps, Lindsay, that we must not forget need to also take place. I still think we are a way off before South Africa has a new president. Um, 
there are many, many steps and processes. And this applies to whether or not the sitting president decides to step down, whether or not he loses in um, in Nazareth, which is the venue of the elective conference, or whether or not he is recalled. Uh, nothing happens overnight, and there are many constitutional, parliamentary, and legal steps and processes along the way. Interesting that she didn't fulfil an appointment, which was uh, last night, and uh, excuse me, I haven't followed it that closely, but he was due to address or address a meeting, and he, he didn't turn up last night, Katie. Again, fill in the gaps, if you would, for me. So he was scheduled to appear in Parliament for a Q&A session, a question and answer session, That's and it. that was cancelled. We have seen several cancellations, actually, not just from him, but from some senior party members. Um, it's understood that he's also cancelled some of his international trips because he wants this focus from what we're hearing from his spokesperson. He wants to apply himself and his mind to the latest Palapala report and what the implications are for him. Palapala being, of course, his game reserve, uh, rather his cattle farm, whatever you want to call it, in, uh, Limpo, in the Limpopo uh, province. And I must say, he does breed some really fine long-horned cattle. Uh, they really are quite magnificent. Maybe that's why he needs five million dollars stuffed into sofas, but I'm being facetious now, of course. Are the vultures, talking about game and the bush, are the vultures circling now? I mean, I haven't, I haven't read too much about the EFF and other uh, political rivals uh, saying too much. Maybe you have. I think everybody is just playing a wait-and-see game now. Uh, bearing in mind we're talking about politicians, Lindsay, and all politicians have got their own political agendas. I mean, yes, let's remember do. that. Um, so, so are there agendas at play? Are people potentially circling? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind that there is a lot of that happening at the moment as everybody tries to figure out what will serve their own personal political agenda best. Katie, you've described it beautifully. Thank you very much for your time. Katie Katapodis is a journalist based in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.